welcome in to another episode of Scurry and the Scrub. It is I, Scurry, of Scurry and the Scrub, me, Jordan Scurry, here with my man, Matt DeMarinas. We are here on a Sunday night live to give you a preview of the Big East, our first Big East preview of the season. What's well, like Matt, a weekend review? Weekend review. Weekend yeah. review. Weekend first, review. Yeah. Weekend review. First Big East weekend so review. So it's like our Big East season review, but we're going to make it a weekly weekly thing after that. Make it a weekly thing. So our our first weekend review, Big East podcast. Matt, how you feeling? Talk to the people. I'm feeling exhausted because it's just been a weekend. Like, there's there's been so much. Jordan's going to be the life of the party tonight. I'm not going to lie. You know, that's what I do. That's what I do. You know, I keep the spirits up. Matt keeps the – Matt Matt keeps it real. I keep the spirits up. And so – we're here to, you know, talk Big East, talk about what we've seen thus far. It's been – You, you, uh, I guess, well, I mean, you were texting me last night, like, you you took some extensive notes on Creighton, Iowa State, so I'm just dying to hear. I, I specifically waited not to ask you about it until we hit record, so I was like, I got to see what Jordan thought about that. Yeah, no. So, the game last night, I was I was very confident on Creighton last night. And I know the game had happened to end up the way it did. But are you ever, are you ever not confident in Creighton, by the way? Is there no. ever – you ever go in being like, eh? No. Oh, I, actually, say. you want to know it's funny? I yeah. think it's when people <laughs> – when people challenge, like, if I am confident in Creighton or not, mm-hmm. it makes me more Creighton. Yeah, more confident. Say. Yeah, like it makes me more. It makes me more like people are like, yo, when like so yesterday when friends were like, I had some friends just from high school who were even like, yo, are you? Is Creighton gonna be Iowa State? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Yes, yeah, of course. Like, and I got kind of upset that they even thought asked that you. that was yeah, yeah. yeah. So the audacity to ask what if a toss up game would go your way. I think you're maybe not far enough removed from that competitive side of you. Like, you're just like, yeah, we're going to win. What are you talking about? I didn't show up here to lose. No. And I had, I, and I, you know, I told you, I watched, I watched some highlights on Iowa State and everything. And I knew they were scrappy defensively and everything. Mm-hmm. But you, what I think set it over the edge, man, was when I heard there was going to be 18,000. I was like, what? I'll put all my money. If 18,000 are showing up at the shy house at the clink, my I I it's still the century link to me. Okay. Shout out to Clink. I'm like, if 18,000 are showing up at the clink, it's hard for me not to believe in the boys. Like it's not uh, it, it, it's difficult. It's, it, it still is difficult. I think I'm not far enough removed yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, first of all, like you asked me for yesterday my scouting report on Iowa State, right? Right. So, like, when when the game when the game starts playing out and Craig starts turning the ball over, like, did you think they were gonna adjust at some point, or did you were you kind of like worried that Iowa State's physicality was gonna dictate this whole game? Well, no, I thought their defense. It was. I did think they would adjust at some point, okay. and I thought there might have been a point where Craig could go on a run, but I just don't think they ever got to that. Like, I, I don't think I, I was hopeful at certain points for sure, but I don't think they ever got to a point where I was confident enough because honestly, 
credit to Iowa State's defense because they 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 didn't let any runs really happen yeah. on them like that. Like the only, they the only they didn't happen like was the end of the first half. Creighton mm-hmm. got some separation going, you know, yeah. and then but yeah. then they gave up a seven zero run. And Iowa State tied it up at half, and it's like oh, that kind of felt like maybe because the only thing that Iowa State was doing right there, like Creighton was defending well, but. They turned the ball over 15 times in the first half. The only reason that game was close was because Iowa State wasn't can't wasn't like making them pay for that. And it Do was, you and, think? I'm glad you brought this up. Do you think? Because one thing I actually had thought about watching that game. Do you think this team struggles to create that separation? Because I've definitely been on teams that have struggled to create a certain type of separation to put away games and to mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. Like, do you think this was the type of game that even speaks to that, or was this Maybe. just there? I mean, because there are some little, there are a few examples, right? Like, um, the Nebraska game got out of hand early, and Creighton, uh, or I at Nebraska got back in it. So, the, in the second, second half was kind of you know, um, punch, 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 you know, each team kind mm-hmm. of like you know, getting after it, and then. What like Arkansas Pine Bluff was a humongous run, but you know there was kind of a lull there a little bit that you know where instead of winning by twenty five, Creighton won by thirteen. So I don't know, maybe there's something. You're you're not, you're not. I don't think you're wrong about that. Like the, there's North Dakota State was probably the outlier, right? They're the only North Dakota State's the only game so far for Creighton where they've like, you know, got off to a good start. Uh, you know, held a lead into halftime and then blew the doors open in the second half, right? So, like, maybe to answer that question, the most recent example is a yes. They've shown that they um, are capable of putting the team away because they had just done it to North Dakota State. You know, the Iowa State one, like, I just don't know how you – I haven't rewatched it yet, so I'm not sure how you're going to look at the film and how much you're going to blame um, – you know, Creighton's execution down the stretch of the first half or Iowa State's? Like, right. are you, are you going to blame right. Creighton or are you going to give credit to Iowa State for getting back in the right. game? But either so way, I, either way, I felt like the end of that first half is the reason Iowa State won the game because they woke up. And then to hit a three right before the buzzer, um, it just it, – I feel like it just got them engaged. Like, they were, might have been engaged defensively the whole time, but, you know, once Creighton adjusted to the pressure, I think it was going to be tough if Iowa State was in a whole lot of halftime. Instead, they were coming back, and it was essentially 0-0 coming out of the locker room. So Iowa State's like, look, we played a horrible half offensively, but we're tied on the road in front of 18,000. We should feel pretty good about that, you know what I mean? So um, I think that was where the game shifted in Iowa State's favor was right there. That's funny. It, 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 I think you're dead on. And I think it's what I didn't anticipate about the game is I anticipate this Iowa State team coming into the Shy House Center and getting yeah. that type of momentum. First true road game you know? for Iowa State, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, because yeah. especially for someone who's, you know, been in that arena and, like, seeing what it's really like. I don't – there's very few teams that have come in there and – gotten a swagger like i can remember Mm -hmm. very few teams that have gotten into that arena like come into the shy health and settle like settle in yeah and very few Mm -hmm. like to be completely honest one i can remember like 
Jalen Brunson's Villanova team. Yeah, Nova constantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nova's, no, built, Jaylen, Nova's, Nova's built for it. Jalen Brunson's, of course, of mm. course. But very few like the Iowa State team because, like, I think back even to a Wisconsin my freshman year at this time specifically, right, mm-hmm. where even a Bronson Koenig could not get into his rhythm in the shy like, or in the century lane at the time. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so it's it, there's just like I, that's why I'm like I guess I'm I have these questions about this game because I'm like I don't really know what to make of it because the Iowa State as good as they are, like I don't know if this team like this team is young, a great team, so I don't know if they have really uh, figured that out. And I think again, we both are saying like. After watching the film, I think I'll be able to figure out more so of what the cause of it was. But I think what you're saying about that end of the first half going into the second half was what that game was. Yeah, I, I think I ultimately what it became. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, it's, it's a, this is a, this is the beginning of a really. I mean. It's not just a tough stretch for Creighton. This is this this is their season right now, basically. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. They're, play, they're playing they're playing Iowa State, and then this is finals week now. Um, so they're gonna, I imagine, take a couple days off, uh, get their get their academics in order, then get back on the practice floor, get ready for BYU. Then they have Arizona State um, to wrap up non conference play, and then here comes Villanova. Like, wait, they, that's they're wrapping up non conference play with that, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah no, that's twenty college. games now, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a little gauntlet. Yeah, a little gauntlet. So then, but that, but that's what I mean. The season starts like now. Yeah, like no. Iowa State, BYU, Arizona State, Villanova, and then right like Villanova kicks off conference play. Like it's and that and that's kind of how going to be any gimmies from here on out. You know. Yeah, no, and that's kind of how it. And as a player, that's kind of how going through it for four years. Kind of that's how the I guess shed light on it from that perspective. It's just like that's how it always is because you know you get to December, right? And then you know it's like you get to that point where there's your finals and your this point of the year where you have all that. And then you get to a point where it's just the team and it's just these games. And it's there's there, there's much more of a focus on these games. And so I think for Creighton schedules specifically, uh I'm looking for them to like really show some. Man, like I, I do because this is this is I kinda, think these are the games historically where if you win a couple of these last non-con games, you it, feel it makes good. a difference. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. good. You feel good in the season. These are these are really games that, especially because when people the like the school, everyone goes home for break and everything, you start to feel like you just with the squad, you know, and so you start to feel a type of that's just like it builds chemistry and it builds momentum going forward. And that's why I'm like joking about like this gauntlet that Creighton has right now, but it's serious because it's like, if you can build momentum right now, going into what will be the big East season, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, We got some good games. Yeah. we're. I mean, it's going to be, I think the league's going to be pretty competitive this year. Cause like, I don't know. I, 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 I've seen Villanova a handful of times, and I think they are the the best team in the league. But I don't know if there's a gap, like, or if there is a gap. I guess 
I don't know if it's a significant one, but I kind of feel that way. I don't know. I kind of felt that way about the past couple of Villanova teams too. And honestly, I don't think I, I don't think I was wrong though. Like two, two, no. year, two years ago, no. you guys won the league. Two year guys, two years ago, you guys were the best team in the league. And then, and then last year, like you know, Villanova was technically the regular season champion, but they also put an unbalanced schedule and um, didn't have to play the teams that Creighton played, and you know, all that sort of thing. So um, they had the pauses and whatnot. So it was just a weird year to say Villanova was the best team in the league. I don't, I just don't know if they proved that. You know, like mm-hmm. Creighton, whipped, I think- Creighton whipped them in Omaha and then Villanova played them, you know, two days after, uh, you know, the Mac controversy happened. So it's like there was a, I think timing was on Villanova's side in a lot of that regard. So I don't know if the last two years, if they've been the best team in the league. And this year, like there's not they don't have a they lost uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Right. And then. Oh, yeah. Obviously, they brought back Gillespie and Samuels, which is huge. Um and Justin Moore looks like he's leveled up a bit, but I just don't know if they've like, you know, added a whole bunch of guys to offset the Jeremiah Robinson Earl loss that makes them like, oh boy, they're gonna run rough shot over everybody in the league, you know, ten to twenty point favorites on any given night. They're not if they lose one or two, you're gonna be shocked. Like I think they're I think it's gonna be like a it looks like a year where there might be a five or four four or five loss champion again. Like I wouldn't be surprised. There's- yeah, no. Even the the year, honestly, that Villanova like won the national championship when we were the last team to like beat them. Yeah, that year three. they had three losses. Yeah, <laughs> see, exactly, exactly. So this is what I'm saying. One like, of them was um, St. John's, who was like the worst team in the conference. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page with this. Is like I'm not like I I could see villain I could see Villanova losing a certain amount of games in the Big East, whatever, like similar to that year, but mm-hmm. still being a very good team because mm-hmm. I think what I'm seeing out of them now, they're they're ahead of, I guess, I think what I expected them to be. I did not Colin Gillespie, shout out him man. Like I I, I did not expect him to be like as good as he's been thus far. Like this er- he this, is this early. This early. No, I did not. I did not. I did not. My timeline for a guy that like, injury happened pretty late, right? Yeah. It was like but to me, very, half, very late. Second very half of the late. Creighton game. Yeah. And so shout out to a man, shout out to guys like like a guy like Colin Gillespie who really attacked his rehab and like all that because dude, you don't come back from an injury. Like he had, and it was it, maybe it didn't look brutal, but like that's a tough injury to come back from. Mm-hmm. And he he looks really good, and I think specifically in the pick and roll as a point guard in the Big East, you really have to command. Think about the best point guards in the Big East over the last however many years. Mm-hmm. They command themselves in the pick and roll. Yep. And to be able to come back from an injury like that and handle a pick and roll and be defensively capable of what he's been able to do and move laterally like he has, mm-hmm. shout out to that. Shout out to him and whatever he's done because it's very impressive. Villanova, I see, I'm not saying they're like the outright like best. I don't I don't think they're at their best. I think there's it's gonna be time. Like I think they're going through it. They're figuring out what they're becoming, but they're definitely ahead of schedule. I think yeah, they've true. realized that and they're rolling with that. But 
We'll see they've how had, it goes. Some, you know, they lost to – they've had some setbacks already. Like, Of course. Yeah, yeah, where, you, where I mean. you can see some things that are exploitable in the right matchup with teams in this league. You know what I mean? Like they don't, but they don't I, have crazy amount of depth. And then, you know, there's only a certain amount of – there's only so many dudes on the roster that you trust to be like, all right, it's 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 like – one possession game, go yes. go seal this deal or yes. go get us back in it. Like, you know what I mean? Where someone's just got to make a play. Like, that, you know, Villanova's like system um, allows them to pile up wins in bunches. But if you get them into like a little bit of a battle, right? Mm-hmm. Just make it like a mono a mono where I'm going to make a play and you have to match it. Like, I think that makes them a little bit uncomfortable to some degree. Now, they've got some championship pedigree still on that roster. So, they do thrive in that a little bit, but right, right. There's also there's that's also how they've gotten beat so far. It's like when yeah. it's when it's when it gets down to nitty gritty and it's like it's the game's not over and there's five minutes left. Like you know, UCLA was able to make plays. Purdue was able to make plays. Like teams are you know, there's teams in this conference that have experienced dudes, you know, tough minded dudes who are skilled that are going to be able to make plays and they'll they'll lose some games. You know. They're not going to go 20-0. They're not. I agree. Yeah, and I think that's the original point. But the other thing I will say, the last thing I'll say about Villanova, is sometimes with Villanova, when, especially because at Creighton, you know, we like to play fast. Mm. Sometimes when you play to that level that Villanova likes to play, because they like to play slower than Creighton offense, right, obviously. Very deliberate system. Sometimes, sometimes when you play to that level, if it's even some, even if it's not your forte, like Creighton, it freaks them out, and and they don't know really how to deal with it. So I even have talking about the opponents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oftentimes I'm like, the way they get people at Villanova is because. They're like, we're going to run our style and you're going to run yours. And sometimes it's like, cause we, we, in my time, we've had different, we've had different approaches. And sometimes like when you play to their style, so to speak, they're beatable. They're just, they're, they're a very, you can exploit them to a certain degree. Well, let, let's it's, let, me, it's, let, me, let me just let me. I know what you're trying to say here. Let me just let me just like, who are the two teams that have historically in this conference is it realigned given Villanova the most trouble? It's Butler and Creighton, right? Yeah, yeah. So what do Butler? Oh, yeah. What do Butler and Creighton hang their hat on, regardless of style, is discipline. And what is, what is what is why does Villanova win all these titles? Is because they're the most disciplined team in the country. So talk if you can match it. their discipline, it doesn't matter the stylistic clash. Because if you all you have to do is out discipline them, and you can. It's the it's the discipline. It's why, it's why they kick Xavier's ass every Absolutely. year? Because Xavier Absolutely. is like the most undisciplined, just freak athlete team every year, right? Absolutely. But when Villanova and them match up, it's like oh Xavier's got dudes. Yeah, but Villanova's discipline. So the do, discipline always trumps dudes, in my opinion. And that's why that's why Villanova runs around and, the gym. And, but I think and 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 I'm glad you brought this up because think about why we were in my time the wins we had over them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was the year that we were their last loss, so they won that national championship. You know why we beat them that night in overtime, that evening in overtime 
Yeah, you just turn the ball over, you're matched, executed. We, yeah. we match that discipline yeah. that you're speaking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's matching that discipline. You were down, you were down eight it's, with four minutes to go. You don't come back from that game unless you're disciplined. It, yeah. It's matching that discipline. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's a very fair point. So, yeah. No, I'm glad. It, it, it's just, I think the league, it sparks a lot through all teams. Like, a lot of teams – affect each other indirectly in that way where it's mm-hmm. like, that's how iron sharpens iron. That's why the big East is what it is. For sure. Um, let's do our, like our surprises, both in good ways and bad ways. Like which one do you want to start with bad or good? Which we start with? Let's go, let's go bad first. Bad let's, first? Just, let's just, right. let's just hit the bad. I'll give you mine first and then we'll do, uh, then you can give me yours. Um, my surprise team in a bad way. And <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be a surprise in a bad way because they were bad last year too. So this is, that might be like me out thinking myself in the preseason and then just like coming to the realization that I should have done that. Um, but my surprise in a bad way is Butler. Like, and I know they were bad last year, but they also like had so many injuries and COVID pauses and they still beat uh, Nova and Creighton. You know what I mean? So I felt like, all right, they've got a good mix of like, young talented scorers that are you know kind of going to mesh with this veteran group that's uh been there and done it at different places and and then also at butler so like and then there's also an element of fairness to the to that point too this year is like they haven't been healthy either like you know miles state still isn't back uh bo hodges i don't think has played at all um you know, Aaron Thompson had a three-game suspension. You know, it's kind of like they haven't been all hands on deck yet either. So they maybe it's not time to uh, have to come to some kind of conclusion on who Butler is yet. But I just think I've you know I've watched them a handful of times right now, and I'm just it's not pretty. It doesn't look like it's in sync. They don't look like they like each other. They don't look like they're on the same page. It doesn't look like to me that's a, t- a team that's be like, oh yeah. That one's going to be dangerous in February and March, and they're going to be a, a tough out in the tourney. I, I think I was just way wrong on them, and they're my surprise. Like, even when they play scrubs, like, they don't do what they should do to them. You know what I mean? Like, they had yeah. Michigan State at home, and Michigan State isn't even, like, all that great this year yet. Like, they're just – they're, you know, they're beatable. And Michigan State went in and walked – like, dog-walked them in Hinkle, and I'm just like – Dude, I think I missed it. Um, I missed the mark on Butler. They're they're my they're my surprise in a bad way. Yeah, that was that was definitely a game in which they looked like a mid major. I don't. I and I don't even think Butler's mid major, so I don't even want to like <laughs> yeah, cast them to yeah, that level. Past that, I don't. Right? Like, I don't even yeah, want to yeah, cast them to not, that level. I mean, that's I'm not good. trying to because I know how Butler is when they're clicking, right? Yeah. I I for Butler, I don't think. I don't know what the turnover – I think, like what you were saying, I think that you leaned a little heavy on that turnover of what they w- could be this year because of what they were last year. Yeah. And I just don't think that's the reality now. Like, I like, just don't think – Like, maybe they were bad that, last year just because they're bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe may, – yeah. yeah. Maybe they were just – maybe they were bad last year because that's just kind of what – in. I'm not trying to be a hater here, but like maybe that's just because what Butler's becoming this. Maybe I don't see that. What I will say, and I'm not trying to be a hater here, is like the chemistry to a but a very good Butler team, mm-hmm. and I've seen very good Butler team. That chemistry is not there. 
Mm-hmm. It's not the same as it once was with a Keelan Martin and a Kamar Baldwin. Like it's not it, it, in a, in a uh, uh, Sean McDermott. Like it, it's not that same chemistry even like with this team. And they have, and I'm not saying they don't have talent, but it is surprising. It, I mean, Aaron Johnson su- getting suspended for three games should have been my sign. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna be like that, one of the best leaders in the and, league. And he's you know? a and, and that's a he's a very very good player. Like yeah. he's a very and he's top tier defender. Like exactly. we know that. That's a but he got fact. suspended for three like, games for a violation of team rules. And I'm like, you're like your most experienced and, senior and leader shouldn't be point. getting that's, yeah. That shouldn't that's be my happening. point. What what, yeah. what is to, what do you like? What can we now come to from that team chemistry? What is that team chemistry? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like now, I'm questionable about it. Like just from watching it, we hear the like he's suspended for the three games. We don't really know why. Like you know, so it's like mm. that's what they are. And then like similarly, I think like surprisingly, I I think expectations for the Big East this year because it's been the conference it is. Mm-hmm. I'm also to the same token like where you're you're at with Butler, I'm at the same point with St. John's, right? Because yeah, oh. wasn't right, so wasn't are, are was, they your surprise in a bad way? Absolutely. Because okay. wasn't St. John's supposed to take a leap this year? Wasn't St. John's supposed to like yes, they were, I think they were predicted to be the top five like preseason yeah, and then, and then right. Champagne and Posh came back and yeah they're right expectations. and those two and that's the thing those two specifically like I think in watching because I watched the, the whole game, Kansas, St. John's, and Posh Alexander, like, he, he he's a great, like, athlete and point guard to an extent, but I think, like, they're limited. They're very, very limited. Mm-hmm. With, 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 with him and Champagne, like, they can't have off nights. And either that's a them. bad – either of them. Either of them. And that's a very bad recipe for a team that's supposed to be supposed to take the leap that they're Champagne supposed went, to Champagne had a really, really good game in Bloomington. They still he had lost, right? Very, very, very solid. Very they solid. Still, yeah, they still I, 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 I can't tell you this. Uh, I don't know the stats specifically. I think he had like 36 or something. But yeah. Yeah. But he but he's been solid and he's looked like like because we we spoke about this before, like he's the way that he's built, he's probably one of the best like draft picks out of the Big East, right? But yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, you it, 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 it's tough to be for I think the two of them, him and Alexander, Posh Alexander, it's tough to be on a team where two guys have to be on every night for you guys to be that team that everybody thinks you are, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's not like they well, don't have, make if it, like I, last year they were a two man team and they fell short. So if you're gonna like if you're gonna take the leap, you gotta add to it. Yeah, you gotta add to it. And I have I've seen in in my be maybe I'm no I'm not be wrong. I'm not gonna even be. Well, they've already blown their. I'm not even already real blown their quality oh, chances. Yeah, they, they, there's yeah. nobody else on that team that gives me confidence that they will be better than what they are currently are. And let me see their schedule too, because that thing is like toilet paper soft. And I think they've already lost both of their quality. That's my point. That's my yeah. point. Their quality. Kansas, yeah. Kansas and St. John's were the their can- only the opportunities. Kansas, the, Kansas Indiana, win. I mean. the Kansas win. I was like, if they, I was rooting for them. I was their biggest fan because I was like, this is the one. 
And what I saw that game was like what I'm saying now is like if those two dudes aren't putting up 30, mm-hmm. I don't think this team has a chance against really good teams. I don't. Yeah, they have they have Fordham, Monmouth, Colgate, and Pitt. Yeah, before conference play, and they've only like their wins are Mississippi Valley State, St. Peter's, Fairleigh Dickinson, um, St. Francis, Brooklyn, and NJIT in overtime, and they lost to Indiana and then Kansas. Like they're not they're, there's no quality wins left in the non-con, so all their like NCAA tournament work has to be done in Big East play, basically, which is a tough place to be. Yeah, you got to have some. Yeah, exactly. that's a very tough place to be. If you haven't beaten anybody of substance, and then you're going to try to like start fresh, clean slate in the Big East, like yeah. And when do they play? Like when do they, I mean? So we we got to talk about UConn a little bit, uh, but like you know they get UConn in a in a favorable window, but then they they're like you know what they're they're going to go into February like look at this stretch like. I gotta I gotta get to this UConn UConn the, Creighton game man. They're gonna they're gonna to play that. they're gonna play at Creighton on January nineteenth. Then they get Seton Hall in the Garden. Then they're at Nova, home against Providence. Then uh, they go to Hinkle and play the, you know, they'll battle out for the worst team in the or, or, or biggest. <laughs> team in the um, and then they got Villanova, <laughs> UConn, and then at Xavier again. So like, there's there's a stretch there like where we might know who they are before Valentine's Day. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Like we'll know if they're we'll know if they're like gonna make the tourney by Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll explain it to us. Yeah. They'll definitely explain it. They'll explain it to us. That's how you put it. Yeah. They'll explain it. That's that's they'll, 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 they'll explain it. Yeah. Okay. So let's do our surprises in a good way. Who's you can go first this time? Who you got? Who's your um? Who is who's your pick for surprise team in the Big East in a good way? I guess in a good way, man. I gotta go with Marquette. Marquette okay. surprisingly You're on the shot. Like, on the sho- shock wagon. Yeah. I'm 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 on I'm on the shock train. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. My only thing with that team is consistency. I don't – I'm not convinced they can keep this up in Big East play. I I, I think they, they, they have had a lot of success early on. I think their schedule I, – I actually – actually, I shouldn't say that. I was about to say I think their schedule has been favorable. I don't think it has. I think they've played some teams that have really tested yeah, them in Yeah, I was going to say they've way. played a really tough schedule for sure. Yeah, I think they've definitely played some teams that have tested them in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will I will say as much as they have impressed me, I don't – I'm not confident they can sustain it. I'm, I'm curious to see – and especially with Shaka being a first-year Big East head coach, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how he's going to fare in actual Big East play. Yeah, because I know Marquette is the. I'm not saying it's easy place to come to win, but I know on the road teams have had success there. So, I'm 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 intrigued to see how they will do, but they have impressed me thus far. And I guess the my take is their consistency to see if they can keep it up. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's definitely so far if you look at it like one of the better defensive teams Marquette's had. In oh yeah, oh a long yeah. Time, they're right? scrappy. They're yeah. so scrappy. So if you're trying to build an identity, I mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Speaking of your uh, your St. John's Red Storm, they're up by three over Fordham with like nine minutes left in the first half. So. They're still holding on. They're still holding on tight to your analysis here. 
pretty good. Of course, it's aging, it's aging well so far. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I, I think you're, I think you're making some solid points about Marquette. I mean, it's hard to argue that they aren't the surprise because, or in a good way, I guess, because like they, you know, they've they already, they've already, they've already, they've already won a game they shouldn't have. Like they, they nobody oh, yeah. thought they were going to. Um, you talk about the Illinois game, which yeah, game? yeah, the Illinois yeah, game, yeah, yeah. 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 So like. Um, they're, you know, they're off to a fairly decent start. They got worked a little bit by Wisconsin and St. Bonaventure, but I don't think anybody kind of expected them to, like, if you were to say, how's, how's Marquette going to do in those three games? I don't think you would have expected, uh, I think if you would have said one and two, you'd be like, oh man, that's interesting. Which one are they going to get? You know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, but oh, and three was for sure in play. And then what? I think they have UCLA coming up pretty soon too. When, when do they play UCLA? Let me see. So, they actually, oh, I am. I'm not aware of this. When is this? UCLA, uh, yeah, yeah, UCLA, December 11th at the oh, sign, at oh, home, at home. Sign me up. See, sign that's me gonna up. be interesting, right? They get UCLA at Pfizer. At Pfizer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Marquette, Marquette will tell us exactly who they are. Marquette will, from this point on, Marquette will tell us exactly who they are. Yeah, I am confident totally. in that. They're gonna go. There's gonna be here. This is their upcoming stretch, by the way. They just got worked by Saint by Wisconsin in Madison. Um, so after finals, they're gonna play. Oh yeah, I saw. They're gonna play. Shot, they're shot. gonna play at K State. Amen. Amen. They get, I got. I got, I got, I got to interrupt home. you. I got to interrupt you. Oh, Shout man. out my man. Shout out my man Chucky Hepburn. Oh yeah, man. Chuck Chuck. Lock what do you have? What was it? Sixteen or fifteen? Uh, I think it was sixteen, five and three. Right. Shout out, Chucky. Yeah, shout yeah. out, shout out, Omaha. We we have to we have to make that announcement. But Absolutely. anyway, yeah, Chucky's doing his thing. That's doing his thing, man. They haven't lost. They haven't. Wisconsin hasn't lost when they got Jonathan Davis Davis in the lineup yet. So they look good. They yeah. look good. They Chucky's look good. Gonna, Chucky's gonna have some fun up there. So yeah, but Marquette's got K State on December eighth. Uh, then they got UCLA at home. Then they're at Xavier, home against UConn, at St. John's versus Creighton, and then versus Providence. So, like, by the time they get to, like, January, first week of January, we're going to know quite a bit about, exactly. about them. Exactly. Like, they might that, – that, like, everything everything on their schedule right there could be an L. So, whatever they win in that bunch, if there's, like, two or three wins in there, we're going to feel like, oh, Marquette's – We're going to know. Marquette's we're doing some know. stuff. Yeah. We're going to know. They're a tough See? out. Yeah. So, um, that's a good call. My surprise in a good way is Providence. Um, yeah, I was about to ask because you know I'm out here. You know yeah, I'm yeah, out you here. <laughs> I hear all the I hear all the Providence hype every day, all day long. All my I have I got all my middle school basketball coaches and everything who love Providence basketball. So please tell me about Providence basketball. <laughs> maybe I maybe I shouldn't then. I don't know if I'm gonna like. Hey man, I heard your boy the other night. Uh, um, I don't know. Like I, I, it's it's because I think like, well, first of all, the year before the the pandemic hit, you know, like, um, or I guess the year it hit, uh, like they were really disappointing to me in the non-con. Like they got up to a, they they had put together a couple of years where they got up to really slow starts and they kind of wrecked their resume to hell and back basically, and then they had to make mm. it all up by basically being damn near perfect in Big East play, right? Like, they couldn't lose to any crappy teams, and they had to beat, um, you know, some really good teams in order to, like, impress people. So, and then going into last year, like, I think people thought they were going to be 
mean, shoot, like a top 40 team, right? I mean, I think right. like if you look at like Andy Katz and people like that, they thought Providence was uh I mean, where were they? They were like the third best team in the Big East in the preseason, weren't they? Weren't they ahead of UConn? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were picked ahead of UConn, right? So like, yeah, I mean, when you when you factor in when you look at it like that, they looked a mess. And then they and they then then they cap it off by going to the Big East tournament and losing to DePaul in the first round. Not even like, not even like in a where they played well and DePaul played well. It was like that was a game where I didn't ever want to see that again. You know what I mean? So I, I you know I come into this thinking like, you know, what's Ed Cooley gonna do in terms of just shaking things up? Is he gonna try to play a more you know, modern free flowing style, or is he just going to stick to his guns and, you know, try to make, you know, the, uh, the flex work for him with different guys. You know what I mean? So like, you know, Duke, David Duke left and Nate Watson came back. So there was a little bit, they lost a little bit, but they also got their stud back in their big man. So there was something there and you're kind of curious how they're going to um, start the year. And I think they've started off pretty well. Like the win over Wisconsin isn't, it's going to age really well, but there's going to be the caveat that Jonathan Davis didn't play in that game and he's a walking bucket. So I don't know if Providence walks into Madison and beats Wisconsin if they're healthy, but they got to win over Wisconsin and Madison. That's going to count for something. Do you um, know? And then they win. They beat my, Texas Tech, who, you know, is having a good year so far in a new coaching staff. They haven't beaten anybody of substance yet, but so far their only L is Providence. So, you know, and they just handed it. They just, they just, Pounded Rhode Island the other day, or I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. So, you know, they're doing their thing so far. And normally, I'm giving them credit for that because normally they've got these same opportunities in front of them. They just piss them down their leg. And then they come into January, like acting like big dogs. And it's like, you guys didn't do anything over Thanksgiving. Like, you you got this garbage resume and everybody's supposed to get up for you. It's not happening. So, my, I, don't know. I, I guess I'm giving them credit for not pissing the season away at this point yet. Okay, uh, what I will say is about Providence now is what's impressive is they figured out a way to win games when Nate Watson is not mm. good. Good quality, that's, right? Yeah. That's scary. That's pretty good. When Providence wins games and Nate Watson is bad, ooh, watch out. That's But, yeah. but my concern is – Again, similar to a Marquette, is that sustainable? Yeah, they don't. Can you they, replicate yeah. that? You know, like they, don't, they, they still that? they still don't score enough consistently. You know, no, like they still no. have, they still have the same providency issues that they usually always have. But because you're running the flex, so like it's not like it's like it's not like you're getting these crazy transition opportunities and like really creating scoring opportunities that wouldn't have been there without. But without the without the transition, like you're saying, they don't get any easy offense. Exactly. Everything everything is hard. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, if you're if your biggest strongest guy in your slow, strong, little tough offense <laughs> isn't getting buckets, mm. um, hey, hey, it it worked for a certain it worked for a game. Hey, is that gonna work for a season though? Yeah, we'll see. That's let's I guess see, let's see what we'll their schedule looks coming up because they're eight and one right now. So I mean you can't argue with yeah, no, they're doing the their thing. They're so. doing their thing, and everybody out here seems to love it. 
I mean, right Love now it. they lost. They they got worked by Virginia in a Virginia esque manner. So, and Virginia's. I mean, Virginia's not like great this year either. So, like that was, like they're lucky they played Wisconsin without Jonathan Davis because at least yeah, they got. Agreed. At least they were able to get a quality win on the slate. Because you know, I'm not sure how the rest of it's going to age. But so they got Vermont and Central Connecticut State, and then they open Big East play at UConn, like. You well, I mean, but I mean, they also wait, have wait, can I? They also I, have I, Georgetown, DePaul, Marquette, and then St. John's in that first like six games. So they got a chance to kind of get off to a good start there. Um, but let's talk about UConn though, because getting UConn early, they get UConn on December 18th yep. and January 15th, and you know why that's okay. pretty good for Providence because UConn might not have Therese, Tyrese Martin or Adamo Sonogo for either of those games. So that's this like that's that's big, right? Because Adamo Sonogo has an abdominal injury and he's out. You know, I think the minimum timetable sounds like three weeks and it possibly longer. It sounds like it's a pretty significant injury and that he could miss, um, you know, serious time, maybe even like the first month of the of Big East play month and change. And then, you know, Tyrese Martin, I think, has a wrist injury. and I think his timetable is two to four weeks. So if you just map that out a little bit and try to project like best case scenario, even I, I think that works out pretty well for Providence when you're like, when do we get UConn? Like they might get them at the right time. So I think it's going to make for a really good game. I think it will make for especially, and I know it's looking a little bit ahead, but I think it's going to make for a really good matchup to determine because what's, what's the second date? What's the second? So it's the uh, first matchup, December yeah, first, 8th. December 18th, and then 18th. the rematch is uh, January 15th. Yeah. See, see, that's, I think that's a good, a good back. Like, and, a, the, and you know what? The rematch, the re, and the rematch is at home. I so think even if Sonogo and Martin are back, it's still a home game for Providence. Still I, home, I, so. I don't, I don't want to like overreact, but I do think that that's going to be a very good indicator of this league. Do you, do, you, do you, would you agree? Because I think like at that point, like regardless can, yeah, of injury, regardless regardless of injury, I think that that game will definitely tell us a lot about each team defensively and each team's resiliency, like in willing yeah. to fight. You know? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess I, I don't know how I feel about UConn without those two dudes because I haven't seen them do it yet. But the, so here's the thing about UConn is like. They're the before they start at Big East play, before they get Providence, their next two games are at West Virginia and then at home against St. Bonaventure. Oh, wait, <laughs> no, that's at the that's at the Prudential, Prudential Center in Jersey. Sorry. Um, so those are two pretty tough, like you know, pretty tough oh, tests yeah. before Big East play to find out how you're going to manage being without two of your what top four players. Where would you break Martin on that team? Top four. Or- Four, yeah. Four. Yeah, Isaiah Whaley, RJ Cole, Adamo Sonogo, Tyrese Martin. Yep. Okay. I'll agree so, with that. Uh, yeah, like I, I'd have him over Polly, right? Tyler Polly. Would you have Tyrese Martin over Tyler Polly? I think I would. Yeah, okay. I would. So, yeah, you're so you constitute two of their top four players and arguably their best player in, in Sonogo. So, yeah, they're going to play West Virginia on the road. Then they're going to play St. Bonaventure on a neutral site at a neutral site. And then they're going to get. Providence at home to start Big East play. Like, you know, it's going to be tough. It's tough for us to evaluate UConn right now without, you know, without those guys because we don't know what that looks like yet. But 
we'll find out what they're capable of because the schedule is not going to be kind to them while those dudes are out. So I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see how Cole will fare without that. Yeah, because remember he was, stepped up without Book Night last oh, year. Yeah. Like he got oh going. yeah, oh yeah, and even this year he stepped up in mm-hmm. what was I don't know, maybe it was a couple of games ago, but like he was leading scorer in a game this year where I was like, oh, he really stepped up and he showed me a lot, like from watching him. And I'm interested just to see how he will fare without those two because he yeah. has never he's never been without the two of them. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, because Sonogo got hurt last game. I may, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But they played. They played Grambling State, so it wasn't like it was a tough game. But that right. that. But, but, but Sonogo got wait, hurt. Wait, like, were they were they were they both out against? No, Sonogo got hurt at, against Grambling. He got hurt against, against, Oh right, yeah, see in that game. So yeah. we'll see how they fare. Mm-hmm. I I think RJ Cole. I think he's the real deal. I think yeah. he 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 gets it done for them. But I don't know. We'll see. That. I think it's – I hate to keep saying it, but I think a lot of these teams will, from this point, really will tell us who they really are from now until, I guess, Commerce. But yeah, because no one's really like – UConn's one of those teams. No one's played a gauntlet yet, right? So, yeah, no. it's, it's like there there are some tests up ahead coming up that are going to be pretty revealing, I think. Who has the toughest gauntlet? Is it probably – I mean, that one – I mean – West Virginia, I think State Bonaventure is pretty tough. Yeah, uh, Creighton. I mean BYU. Cray- yeah, I was about to say Creighton. I think Creighton. Yeah, they got be- BYU on a neutral floor. Oh no, you know what? You know who it is? It's it's Saint it's Seton Hall. Seton Hall. <laughs> Seton, Hall Seton Hall has Texas on the ninth, Rutgers on the twelfth, and then Iona Ooh. Iona on the eighteenth. Ooh, yeah, that's it's 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 Seton Hall. It's Seton Hall. It's definitely Seton Hall. But, either Seton, hey, either Seton Hall or Marquette, one of the two. But. But Seton Hall, I will say, they Seton Hall is impressed to a certain degree this year. I think, I think they have maybe a, maybe it's a stretch. I think Seton Hall has had the most continuity from last year of any team in the Big East. Um, more than Villanova. I, I will say they, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I will say yes. I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I will say yes too. Yeah. Also, because I did not expect Colin Gillespie to be to the like playing to the degree he, he's at. Like yeah. Colin Gillespie's at like I, I'll say eighty five percent right now, where I expected him to be like fifty five. Okay, but I think I think you're onto something with Seton Hall because like you look at. You know, Kale played last year. Roden played last year. Obiagu played last year. Uh, Bryce Aiken got when he was healthy. He got to click with mm. those dudes. Like, mm. yeah, you. I, I'll, I'll accept that. I don't. I don't and I think, argue with that. I, I think. I think Roden and I think all of them. I think Seton Hall's offense too, in the way that they play. Not that it's similar to a Creighton speed and pace wise, but I think their structure of how they want to play offensively and what Willard expects out of them defensively mm-hmm. is similar to Max system. And I think last year, whether it was just because the COVID year or uh, because they had transfers and all that, there was a certain level of like, because I remember watching Seton Hall last year. I mean, like, these guys are talented. Like, this this is a very talented team. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't – they didn't put that together. Mm-hmm. This year, I, I really – I do feel like they put it together. Like, I feel like 
watching them and watching their chemistry, the way that, like, I know it sounds super simple and stupid, but, like, watching the way that certain teams and point guards throw lobs to their guys, man, like, says a lot about chemistry. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, but, like, it's true. You just check, the, and check out watched, the lob game to figure out how close the Nitto team is. I know it sounds dumb, but, like, like, but people, like, normal people don't understand how hard it is to create a lob opportunity in a game. Uh, like, look at Creighton, dude. Yeah, what a, Creighton, that's what I'm Creighton's saying. best teams and throw that's those lobs, like, six times a game. How right? have you seen it this year? Yeah. Right. So right. Yeah, yeah. It's not and easy. so I'm watching the Seton Hall offense, and I'm watching Bryce Aiken, man, throw lobs to whether it's Roden or whoever else they got going, right? Like, they're, they they have a certain chemistry and a carryover from last year mm-hmm. that I don't think people have acknowledged yet this year. And they look good. They do. They, they look really good. They look, like, very cohesive as an offensive unit. Yeah. And I've, and I've noticed it, especially – just because they've been able it, like as much as I've been talking about consistency, they've been very consistent in that offensively and defensively. They have an identity. The thing I'm going to call that's a good team. Yeah. The thing, the caution that I'm taking with Seton Hall is because like, first of all, I've just kind of recalibrated the way I feel about teams based on just some of them have this, um, this like aura of Big East hype that gets out of control when anything like a glimmer of good happens, like East Coast people like take that and like that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're like right. they run to mom with that stuff way too soon. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know what I mean. Like you get your <laughs> yeah. like you get your quiz back from the teacher and you look at the first side of it and there's no like wrong answers and you run home and then mama turns and I'm like over. mom 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 yeah. look mom and then mom look, turns mom. over and mom turns over the other side of the quiz and it's like you got you missed like eight x x x yeah 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 exactly so that's what the east coasters do that like they're notorious for that so with Seton Hall um they went to Michigan and won and I thought that was a monster win it was but Michigan's not that that's not aging well like cuz Michigan went to Arizona and got their butts whipped like they haven't looked like the top 5 perennial or the top 5 team they were supposed to look like so far so, right. the, when you look at the rest of the thing, like they whipped Yale, um, which wasn't supposed to be a whip, and it was, but they whipped, they, you know, they haven't really beaten. Right. But then they lost to Ohio State at home, which isn't a bad loss, but it's still at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went to Fort Myers and played a close game against Cal, who I don't think was is very good. So, eh, yeah, I don't know. This next, like Texas Rutgers and Iona, I'm very curious about. Let's just say that's that. the goal. That's like I'm not, see- I'm not, I'm not sold on. Uh, all right, I guess. I guess, I guess we will have to say that now we've come to the conclusion. I guess every Big East team is going to show us who they really are from the point yeah. of the end of this podcast. To I think you're, yeah, that take by you was spot on. Every I think I think that's true because yeah. we we we've seen enough to be able to talk about it, right? Like to this degree, like you and I can sit here and give our analysis of these teams, but I think what we're learning now is. Our sample size isn't big enough yet. No, they're big enough for us to riff on, I don't, but not big it's, enough. It, it's, big, it's big enough for us to have this conversation, but yeah. I don't think our sample size is concrete enough or like enough to make a concrete conclusion about these teams yet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have three teams left in, on the men's side of it. Uh, I think one good and two. One good, 
one question mark, right? I think that's fair because they've won games. And then one, ugh. And I'm talking about Xavier, who looks good, right? They beat Ohio State. Right. Beat, who beat St. Hall and beat Duke. Bingo. Like Bingo. Uh, Xavier's win over Ohio State is probably the best win in the league right now. Am I wrong? Is there no, better, I don't think so. I don't think so. Is you, is, is you, how do you feel about Auburn? Like, UConn, Auburn, that might be the only one that's close, uh, right? Yeah, no, but I think that, I think you're right, though, that the Ohio State, but that holds more value right now. At least. Yeah, because Ohio State. At least right now. Duke, at least right now, right? right. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, at least at least right now, it holds more value. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, Xavier did that, and they did it without Zach Fremantle. Insane. You know, they also they and they beat Virginia Tech, who's pretty solid. Like a, that's a solid, that's a solid dub on a neutral floor. Very solid. Um, they lost to Iowa State, but Iowa State's beaten everybody so far too. And and when they lost to Iowa State, they didn't have Fremantle or Adam Kunkel, so they weren't at a hundred percent. So maybe you can forgive them that at least. But they had the best win so far, and they just beat Oklahoma State on the road tonight. So that that they, I think they're. I think if there's someone who's like trending toward, let me see what their schedule looks like the rest of the way, real quick. Man, Cause Xavier, because they're seven and one right now. I will say about Xavier too. Xavier is one of the more. When you look at Big East and you want to talk about adjustments throughout a season, I think Xavier's really good at adjusting to the Big yeah. East season. Oh, really? I think like, they, I think they get worse. Yeah, no. See, I've 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 thought that, but I think this year specifically, like with injuries, I, I how do I put this? I think they come into like every year I've been there. I think they come in and they think they're big bad Xavier and they're gonna do well in the Big East, and they yeah. haven't. Like when I was there. Okay. However, however, I'm trying to shift my thinking because I'm trying to. Specifically, think about these teams and how yeah, it's been di- different, 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 coaching, with Tra- different coaching staff. Travis Steele, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Travis Steele, I think the way it's been has been they figure themselves out into the Big East and then they've gotten it going to a certain degree and they put their certain things together. And I think this year they're figuring that out to mm-hmm. be able to be a team that is able to adjust to win <laughs> games in the Big East. Just because, just because they have that, uh, and I'm basing it heavily off of that Ohio State win. Like when you can figure out a way to win that game, mm-hmm. that gives you a ton of confidence to figure out how to win conference. Oh yeah, that was a real tough. Game. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I th- that's what that's what I mean. I almost I, I'm about ready to go there. I'm about ready to say like, because this was kind of a do or die year for Travis Steele. If you just listen to. You know, other Xavier, you know, people in that media space and what they think oh, is yeah. the importance of this season. I think they think this is like an NCAA tournament or bust season for, you know, Steele's program, his, his, you know, I mean, I think whatever so. it's going to be for him. I, I, I also think so. Do you? Yeah. So, well, I mean, because two years ago they lost to DePaul in the Big East tournament and probably there wasn't an NCAA tournament, but they might have wrecked that with that loss. And then last year they didn't make it. So, I think this year, this Paul They've got a win over Ohio State, um, a neutral win over Virginia Tech, and they just beat Oklahoma State on the road. 
So to finish out non-con, they've got Ball State. Shout out Jalen Windham. Go do your thing. Shout out Jalen um, Windham. Ball State. Then they got uh, Cincy, the rivalry game at at home, and then they got Morehead State before jumping into the conference play. I think they, if they like, you know, if they just finish that out like they're supposed to, I think they're an NCAA tournament team already. Like I think they, that's I, what I'm I saying. That's what I'm saying. They'll, they'll that's what I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. I think. I think Xavier. I mean, they can is still a, they can still screw that up, but I think yeah, they they'll, they'll be in a good spot. I think they know? can a better spot but than they've I been in years past. I yeah, I agree. I think they are definitely an NCAA tournament team if they can like fair that. Like if 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 they can personally, I think for me it's just like if they can still be. I guess what they've shown thus far and like the team that won against Ohio state, if they can show me that if I have, if I can feel like they're that team that beat Ohio state in the middle of January in the Mm. big East conference play, then I am like, that's a tournament team. Regardless of the, I mean, not regardless of record, but as long as their record reflects it. Yeah. 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 Because that's what I mean. If they get to, if they just finish out non-con, you know, without any alarming losses, like they, it, you know, all I gotta do is just kind of tread water a little bit, yeah. you know, beat a team, you're, beat a team you're not supposed to, don't lose to anybody that's, you know, that's a bottom feeder, and you'll be in the tournament, right? Because once you, team. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's the Big East. That's the Big East. That's that's, the that's right. That's the Big East way to make the tourney is like just that's how you do it. Yeah, just don't have a disaster. <laughs> Speaking of disasters, uh, DePaul might not <laughs> might not be one yet, but they've also played like, you know, that was the, how do you feel, depending on how you feel disaster. about Rutgers, like that. I don't know. I, I, they just lost to Loyola at home yesterday, and you know Loyola is pretty good. I think they're pretty good. I don't know if they're great, but they're they're pretty it's good. A soft, it's, a, it's a really good day. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a loss you want to take at home if you think. You're gonna be good, so I'm kind of worried a little bit about Providence or uh, not Providence, DePaul. Like, but they look good for the new coaching staff and everything. I think this is a fine start for them to be on. Like, they haven't looked DePaul like yet. You're so sweet. You're they only, so I mean, sweet. they're all, they're only. You're, you're so sweet. A it's four a point fine. loss to Loyola. It's a, That's fi- it. it's, a That's it. it's a fine start. It's a fine start. They uh-huh. haven't been. They haven't had their doors blown off yet. They haven't. And that's they usually will. like the, the hallmark of every DePaul team is they're going to get their doors blown off like five or six times a year. And they're going to lose a game where you're like, ooh, gross. What was that? Do you want to you want, you want yeah. throw over under on that? Because I still think they will five or six times like going oh. forward. I am like, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'll take I the am. under. I'll take the under on five or six whoopings. What do you, what's your margin of whooping? What, what, are, we deter- what are we defining whooping as? I'd put Five games at least in the Big East. Yeah, but what's your margin 20. of victory for a whooping? 20 points? 20, 20 beast. Okay, so I'm are they gonna lose five or six big east games by 20 or more? I'll I'll take the under. I'll be- really? I'll, I'll, I'll believe. I'll believe. Oh, I'd put this, I'll I'd put this, I'd put this bet right now. Like <laughs> I definitely can sit here and tell you Creighton Providence. Um Marquette on um, at home. Marquette, that's a thing. Marquette's Marquette, at, Marquette, Marquette at home. Twenty piece to Paul at home. 
and huh. on on a snowy night if that's you shot you like shot um, the shakas are gonna like create 30 definitely obviously nova obviously nova um who else wait how many is that three uh no i think you're at four Marquette, you said Marquette, yeah, nova. nova yeah give me we just said good things about Xavier, so Xavier, one of them at Centos, then maybe. Yeah, we'll get at Centos. But give me Xavier, please, and yeah. then honestly, Seton Hall, probably. Seton Hall, so, you, yeah. You, you haven't even said UConn yet. You think UConn's gonna UConn beat the dog crap out of them last year? Like that's that's six. That's six. I just <laughs> I gave dog, five. UConn dog walked uh, the ball every time they faced them. That was ugly. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, you, that's UConn. Yeah, might, yeah UConn five might by five. That's six. Shit. So that's six, and I was only saying five. Yeah, you might be right. That's I might have I might have messed that up. But hey, our, the cat's out of the bag. I already said it. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm worried see. about I'm worried about UConn now because UConn but like, loves to it, beat the you know crap out. Of, you know, UConn sad? loves There's, to beat the crap you know out of like bad you know teams. So I came on this. I came to this podcast. This is what happens. This is what you do. I came on this podcast so hype about the Big East and how I'm like. Yo, the Big East is sick this year. And you just and you know where we're at. You know, no, but you know where we're at. You know where we're at. Huh. We're at the bottom, and we're talking about how I'm thinking DePaul's about to get blown out by 26 times this year. Yep. And we haven't even talked about the Georgetown. catastrophe that is Georgetown. <laughs> See, I'm, and I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm and, not and, and, and no, no, yeah, and yeah. to to the listener. Georgetown was my dream school. I need people to know this. I need this to be set on record. Oh. Georgetown was, I grew up in suburbia, Massachusetts. And in suburbia, Massachusetts, they tell you, you know, you go to a good athletic and academic school. And Georgetown was one of those schools. And I always thought, you know, Georgetown, great school. And then I played Georgetown for four years at Creighton <laughs> University. Yeah. And now I, I can critically talk to people about what basketball is at Georgetown, and I am thoroughly disappointed. Did you apply to Georgetown ever in your life? No. Oh, okay. I I, I should have. I actually yeah. I I didn't think I actually didn't think I was smart enough to even ever get in. You didn't think you were smart enough to get into Georgetown? Why? I didn't. No, oh. I didn't. What's so special about Georgetown? Um, my mom. Lost, my you're mom, lost, my, Georgetown. My, you're my, lost. my mom. Wouldn't yeah. have Scurry in the scrub without Jordan. My, my, so my, right my, my, my mom tries to pretend like um, Georgetown is like the Ivy League school I would never get into. And so I think that's what it was. Oh, she like she she hyped. She put it on the pedestal for you. So you yeah, could, she put it on a pedestal. And yeah, I was like, see, that's a well, mistake. I, yeah. well, I want to go to Creighton. So <laughs> I don't care about your Georgetown. Hey, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you chose what you chose because it put me too. Me too. So, uh, yeah, Georgetown looks like bad. Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna like be really, um, you know, drive that one home, but just it's just bad. It's, I don't have it. It's I bad, don't. and I and I'm and I feel bad because I don't want. I do that. too, and I don't even want to come on here and like say bad things about them because I yeah. feel so bad. Why are they still bad? Why? Like that? I don't know. They shouldn't be. So I, bad, I thought. Right? Did you? This is an honest, honest question. Did you think they would get better with the hiring of Patrick Ewing? Because I did. 
hundred percent. Yeah. And I and then last year building off the he wasn't some the beast, he wasn't some the beast, to me. The beast, it, I didn't I didn't think that either. I completely agree. And being yeah. a guy from Boston, you know, like Patrick Ewing, his name has stupid amount of buzz out here still. Cambridge yeah. Ridge Latin High School, mm-hmm. right here. Recruits AAU kids, guys I know from here, like are like, yo, Patrick Ewing love to play for him. Like that's the thing. But they 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 didn't build, man. They didn't build. And I don't mean to shift this to a make it a me thing, but what I appreciate and I love about Creighton, right? Like is every year I was there, we built like built off the year before. When we went to the Big East. Yeah. championship game and played against Nova. I know he didn't win. I know he didn't. That's whatever. But it's like you saw within the university, you saw within the school, you saw improvements within our facilities, locker rooms, everything. Mm-hmm. Like you saw a build. And where I'm frustrated with Georgetown is it's like, you guys want to be like you guys want to be East tournament championship last year, like you you did, and it, and I know it's against my squad, so like you did. What did you do to build on that? And I'm not trying to say like it should be the easiest thing in the world to do that. I'm just saying it's very interesting to see. But that they, they can back, have. I mean, Dante Harris was the Big East tournament MOP. They brought him back, point guard, right? They brought in like you know. A good recruiting class. They lost Wahabs. You're like, oh, okay, that, that's tough. But they brought in a good recruiting up, class, and they brought up. back the Big East awesome. and MLP. And well, you know, man. Maryland doesn't look great. Like it's not like Wahab like turned Maryland into a badass. Like but he's putting up. He, he's putting. He put up. He put up a double double. He's putting. Up I understand, doubles. but Georgetown could have like the, Georgetown still still could have built off that. You know what I mean? You know, like it, it still could have happened. Like Creighton so. like lost. That's Creighton what I'm saying. Tyshawn, but that's why I'm... lost Tyshawn last year. They didn't go in the tubes, you know. Like and the... me and me. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yeah, sorry, yeah, they lost. They lost Jordan Scurry, yeah. and then yeah. they lost to a lesser degree. And Tyshawn still, and still, yeah. and, and still, and still, won most games in tournament yeah. history. Right, and went to a Sweet Sixteen so. and stuff. Yeah, like they should have built off that. They had enough. But no, guys back but that is, but that is. No, for real, but that is what I am saying about on a real note. Like with with, with Georgia, I did. I think they was just really disappointing to me because they had a lot to build on, mm. and going through that Big East circuit for four years, I know what it's like to build, and they didn't do it. They just got whipped today by a bad South Carolina team too, so it doesn't look any. It doesn't look like it's coming together. Ain't that some shit? What's their schedule? Let's, some see what shit. Let's see what their schedule looks like. They're three and four right now. George, they're, they're the only sub five hundred team in the Big East. So that, that goes to your like why you're hyped about the Big East. Who is Georgetown's last pro? Well, Pickett, right? Pickett. Yeah, he's there yeah, now. He was there last year. So Georgetown's got UMBC, Syracuse, Howard, and then TCU before Big East play. Honestly. <laughs> if you told me they're only going to win one of those games, I wouldn't be like that surprised. I wouldn't either. Yeah, so all of them are all of them are at home though. So maybe they go on a run. But at Georgetown's home. home what is Georgetown? Yeah, yeah, well, I was about to say that. Like, 
the Georgetown students, like, unfortunately, I can tell you, I have friends from high school who go to Georgetown, yeah. and I can't, and, and I only say it's unfortunate because they don't go to basketball games. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's kind of like how it is. They went to my high Capital school, One Arena from. They went to my high school basketball games, man, but they don't go to Georgetown basketball games. Let's see how I, I don't never I've never even looked this up. I, no, it's it's pretty close, man. Is it? Like, he's walking. It's walking distance. No, I wouldn't say that. Let's bus see. bus distance. You can get there via transit. Yeah, but no, like what? Oh yeah, it's like four miles away. Yeah, bus. Okay, but that's why. Why I've never seen it. I mean, and I have. It, it's just so sorry, in Georgetown. No, let, me, it, it, let me it, stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. No, it's it's sorry. You're it's sorry. You're right. <laughs> oh sorry. my goodness. Um yeah, I don't know. All right, let's do but, the women, let's do the women's side now. How much everyone how much let's be on how much women's basketball have you watched? Because I might have to do the heavy lifting here. How many how much big oh, women's hoops have you watched? Creighton and you can lift, lift, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was just about to say, I was about to yeah. be like, um I'm lock in on that. The only the only girls basketball team I care about and okay. none others. Sorry. Gotcha. So big news today in the Big East was that Paige Becker's uh, hurt her left knee. It looks like um, not left knee, right knee mm-hmm. um, at the end of UConn's. Uh, they were up 18 when she did it with less than a minute to go. Like, God damn it, Gino. Why is that girl in the game? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but his his reasoning was he doesn't like what his team looks like when she's off the floor, and my response I wasn't there. But my response to that is like, well, now you're about to find out what they look like without her on the floor because it looks like a pretty serious injury. Um, but it, like honestly, like she was averaging 36 minutes a game, and uh, she had off season ankle surgery on that same side, that right leg or whatever. So what do you know, Jordan, about? Injuries and like strength and conditioning, and what happens to your body when you're overcompensating? You well, you're, I, you're something else, right? On that side, yeah. All I know is about overcompensation, and I actually I think from personal experience, I will say, um, I had knee issues in college, like slight. I'm not saying they're the most, but from overcompensation, they affected my lower back. And so, like, I guess my point to this whole thing is that these things are reactional. And, like, these things are – It's not a coincidence. They have carryover. It's just no coincidence. There's no coincidence. She had off-season ankle surgery on her right ankle. And her the first six games of the season, including today, she's averaging 36 minutes a game. So, you that's why her – that's why her knee hyperextended. They're hoping it's a hyperextension. The thing flat out gave out. All she was doing, she was dribbling off the floor against no pressure. She took a step and her knee gave out. Like, you know what I mean? That's wear and yeah. tear from overcompensation on a, a leg that had already been compromised that offseason. So absolutely. UConn should have played the long game with her and slowly brought her back instead of running her into the ground the first six games of the year because that's why that injury happened. Point blank, period. Absolutely. Science tells us this. We we know Absolutely. this. Every strength and conditioning coach in the country we can put on the show right now and tell they'll tell us that knee injury is because of overcompensation from the ankle. Period. Absolutely. 
Um, Absolutely. So yeah, UConn's got to deal with that now. Like they're they're they already got whipped by sort of South Carolina, so they're you know South Carolina is going to be the number one team in the country for until someone beats them. Um, and UConn looks pretty good, but UConn looks pretty good when Paige is on the floor. So now UConn's got to figure out, you know, a how long she's out, and if it is as bad as it looked, there she's not gonna they're not gonna be they're not gonna have the rest of the season. So they got to figure out what their identity is without one of the best young playmakers the college game has ever seen. Period. Right. Um, it does. It, it makes things a little interesting in the Big East. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to say UConn's like going to lose four or five games like I would predict for Villanova on the men's side, but they're more beatable without Paige. There's no question about it. Like they just they they don't they can't score at the same level. They can't make plays at the same level. Cause she's really, she's gotten better defensively. Um, and then she also is like their primary offensive facilitator and probably their best shooter. So there's, they got some, they they have some questions to answer now um, without her. Um, and it might make the big East a little bit more interesting in that regard. So that's the Yukon news for today. Um, that happened this afternoon. And uh so yeah, Creighton is off to a two-no start in Big East play though. They beat Georgetown pretty handily at the CHI at your arena, Jay. Like, oh yeah, they, I know. I saw. I saw. I saw they played there. Hosting, it, so yeah, I, I was just about to ask. Do you know if it's a? Yeah, they're gonna play there more this year. Or is that no. that one time? It, 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 volleyball was hosting there. Volleyball was hosting the regional, uh-huh. so the arena wasn't available. So yeah, they uh, whipped Georgetown at CHI. I'm like. I'm like, why not let them play there? They're kind of, they're kind of killing there now. Well, they played well there, but the crowd is like, it's not the same. You know, it's too spread out. Like, you like it better. Well, I mean, DJ Soko energy is like, you know, it's 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 more. Yeah, no, I mean, you're the more bet. You're you're more veteran with going to the women's game. So like, DJ's DJ's a rock environment. Yeah. All right, bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then they played D- they played Villanova the day at DJ Soko Arena. Villanova didn't have Maddie Seagrass. So there's a little bit of a asterisk on it, I guess. We don't know how long she's out. She's their stud. Uh He's trying but... to talk asterisk to a Patriots fan right now. Turn that off. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean uh, Villanova turned it over like 10 times in the third quarter. Creighton had nine steals. They blew them out. Peyton Brodsky, your girl, had a really good day. A homie, shout out P. Brot. Yeah, we got to have her on the podcast. She can, she can get you we on. We got to get her on. We got to get, get you her on soon. She'll get you locked in on the women's game. Um, yeah, I need yeah, she had five points, like seven boards, four steals, like doing all the dirty work. That's what I'm you know? saying, B. Yeah. I've that's what I've been, and I kind of try to hint on that a little bit, like when we when we got to talk to Flan, like I feel like the. The thing is, for that team, for, for their team specifically, is it's who's going to, like, that dirty work for them. Yeah. Who's going to, like, really step in? Because they like, can score, they, right? So They like, can yeah. score. Yeah. They can score. It's the little things. Who's going to dive on the floor? Who's going to, like, really, like, make those hustle plays for them? Mm-hmm. And so the homie, you know, paying. I think she really has an opportunity here for her. I guess super senior year is it? Isn't that what they're calling it now? Or is it senior? Senior senior. I'm I'm confused. Is it? Is it? Is it? It's her fourth regular regular senior. Regular senior year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm just I'm just old, so I don't know. No, she's been around Um, for a minute. though. you're good. No, No, I'm just. I I had to think about it too. 
But, but yeah, you're, you're right, though, like, because they got, you know, when you think about they've got some offensive pop with, you know, Emma Ronsick, Morgan Malley, uh, Carly Batch. Emma's a bucket, man. Tatum, Emma's you got T2. Uh, Lauren Jensen had a T2 career high was a bucket. Lauren was a bucket, and shout out Emma. That Emma, what, what was her high? She had twenty nine. Is uh, she had twenty five against twenty five? So yeah, that's right. SDSU. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. And then so she so was, you're right. Like they got to figure out like how do they make some gritty plays? Who's going to make the difference for them defensively? So so far it's like, you know, Rachel Saunders, Molly Mogensen. Mallory Brake, Jamie Horan, yeah. Peyton Brodsky. Like, they've got a pretty good mix of, like, a group of players that are going to make the gritty, tough, hard-nosed plays. And then, like, For sure. and then the group of players who are going to, like, get the buckets. You know what I mean? So, That's I think they're I think. all kind of, like, settling in, like, kind of finding their flow, finding their roles. And, like, they've won four Breaking games in a row moves. here. And I think they feel pretty good about themselves right now. So, uh, their schedule coming up is... This one gets kind of tough too. Yeah, they got so they got Arizona. They got two the next two at home. Um, Arizona State on the twelfth, South Dakota on the sixteenth, and then they're going to go to Providence on the nineteenth, and then end non conference play um, at Arkansas. A real tough game uh, before Christmas, and then it'll be Big East play after that. So. There's there's an opportunity here for Creighton to build that resume up. Like if they. You know, Arizona State, South Dakota, and Arkansas are all going to be really tough. And then Providence whipped on uh, Villanova yesterday. And I don't know what they did. Looks like they lost today to – who did they play? Georgetown. Yikes. Jesus, Providence. <laughs> it's not a good L at all. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so Georgetown beat Providence on the road today. Yikes. Uh but yeah, like that's a that's a tough slate for the Jays though, because they'll right, you know, they'll have a big East game on the road, and then Arizona State, South Dakota, and Arkansas are all gonna be tough non-con games. But if they get like if they get two of those non-con games, you know, two of those last three, I think, I, th- I think I think I think I think you can throw like the Creighton women into that category with the Xavier men, where I'll feel like going into like the heart of like where Biggie's play is all that's left. I feel like they I like that. I like that. I feel I like, like they're that. already there. Are they already have an NCAA tournament resume built up? I like that. I like that a lot. I agree. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel. That's my thoughts on things. How are your? You got any thoughts left? No, man. I mean, I back those thoughts. I think you have a lot of good thoughts. I think yeah, we, we've thrown a lot of good thoughts out here tonight. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna I'm do excited. for the, for the women's side of things? I'm just gonna give you like a game to watch a week. That way, like. We'll slowly build you up. Get me into it. I'm yeah. sorry. Like give you a weekly assignment of Big East. I'm sorry. I, I like. I really only to the to the listeners, so we can just be we we we're honest with the audience, right? Like to be honest, I really watch strictly Creighton women's highlights. Like that's my that's my forte. Well, there's a lot of highlights right now, but I know. Well, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll get you caught. <laughs> No, we're definitely we're, we're gonna uh, we're, we're a balanced podcast on Syria and the Scrub here, so we're gonna, oh, of course, we're gonna bring balance course. to the force is what we do. That's what we're doing. Of course, of course, that is that is the vibe. I've, I've, I've definitely <laughs> I've I've known I need to tap into more of these games, so we we'll get there. But 
And I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit up. I'm gonna hit up Creighton. We're gonna, just, get, we're gonna get Peyton on the podcast. And we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna get, get, we gotta get T two. We gotta T2, get Peyton. Peyton. We gotta get Emma. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta get the whole. Yeah. We gotta get them all on. So we gotta get our guests on. We gotta get. We gotta get the squad, man. Jahens has been killing me about making a scurry in the scrub appearance. We gotta get Jahens on, like. Man, that is, that is that is that is that is definitely a one guest one. Yeah, priority list number one. <laughs> so we for sure. We 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 got some good stuff coming. I'm excited yeah. for this season. I'm glad we got to get this Big East like recap kick, done. kick it off. Yeah, get it going. So, all right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning into our Big East weekend review. This is our first one, but it's gonna be we're gonna try, we're gonna make this a theme. Schedules excited going. to kick it off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's our that's our thoughts on the Big East. Hopefully you enjoyed them. And if you disagree, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Oh, please yeah. let me know if you disagree. Yeah. I want I want to hear even more if you do disagree. <laughs> All right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in always, and I appreciate my guy Jordan Scurry. This has been your first appreciate edition you, of the Big East Weekend Review on Scurry and the Scrub. Talk to you all soon. <laughs>